I just got one thing to say. Merry Christmas. Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows, maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Partridge Family DVD. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two earplugs and a Partridge Family DVD. Well, there's one family that has Christmas all worked out. Hey, gotta check out Mike Williams. Uh, Here he is. Once you listen to him, then go over to Mike Williams Comedy over on YouTube. I didn't realize I was on the Yellowstone. My agent told me where I was going. I flew there and realized the Yellowstone that I was speaking at was Yellowstone. Well, I decided I would walk around Yellowstone. Got to see Old Faithful, that geyser that every 40 minutes pops up from there. Beautiful. I go walking down the trail, like I said, about a mile and a half down the trail, okay? Halfway down the trail, I'm stopped by a game warden, a ranger, okay? A wildlife officer for not having one of these right here. It's a piece of Velcro with a little bell, okay? Do you know what that is? Do you know what it is? Shout out. Bear Bell, okay, there's some folks from up north, okay, you, you know what it is, they're out west. Uh, folks, I'm a Florida guy. We don't worry about bears here. I, I, I'd use a mosquito bell, okay, I'd use that. If a bell will drive away a mosquito bell, I'll look like Santa Claus, okay, you know what I'm saying? But I had not seen this. He goes, sir, you're required to have a bear bell. To which I'm thinking, you got to be kidding. So, you know, Mr. Sarcasm pops up. Sorry about that. Uh, I said, look, officer, to be honest with you, really, if I were a bear, I would not be afraid of ding, 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 ding. In fact, if I were a bear and heard this, I'd be like, hey, boo-boo. God has provided a beginning basket for us. You know what I'm saying? And I hear the fat guy stays like chicken. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that would be me. To which he did not laugh at all. So I tried round two. I said, okay, officer, got to deal with it. I did not know about this. He said, well, that was your fault. I said, well, I didn't know about it. He said, well, when you came to the park, we gave you a welcome to Yellowstone booklet. On page 36, the second paragraph, written in Latin, you will see this required for everybody to have a bear bell in all the parks in the Northwest. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, I said, I'm going to give you the rest of the trip, I'll walk down the trail going, ding, 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 ding. I mean, technically, shouldn't it be the same thing if it's ding, ding, it scares them, you know, boom, ding, ding, okay? He gives me a ticket, a citation. I think it was for being a smart out, is what it was for. But he gave me a $29 ticket for not having a bear bell and makes me walk all the way back to the gift store, which, by the way, is two and a half miles through bear-infested woods. <laughs> but I went 
just the stuffed one they had at the entrance to the gift shop. You come in the gift shop, there's the bear. Ah, like that, he's got bells in his mouth. And...
States Forestry Service has been keeping track of bear deaths in the United States since 1947. 1947, bear deaths in the United States. Keep track. Measure, making sure that they got it right there. I want to see most of you knew what this was. Sir, I'm going to ask you, help me out. I'm going to ask you all to vote on this tonight. How many of you think 50 or more people are killed by a bear every year in the United States? 50 or more people. How many think it's between 25 and 49? 25 and 49. Okay. How many think it's between... One more time. How many think it's between 10 and 24? 10 and 24. How many think it's between... One and nine. Where's my one and nine? Are you ready for this? We're going to see who's right. Okay, get ready. Get ready. You ready? Here we go. Every year in the United States, 0.7 people are killed by bear. 0.7. Not, not even a whole person. Like a yard gnome or a horse shot. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, sorry. Without offense, sorry. Get up. are killed by bear, but yet we still got to win. How did they figure this out? Eric, how did they figure out the bell was the magic thing? Did they go, you know what? Since 1947, never has a Salvation Army officer been killed by bear. <laughs> we have never found a red kettle torn to shreds in the woods. I did all the research on this. I like to look things up, too. Do you know that 60 people every year are killed by lightning strikes. 60 people. In fact, the majority of those in Florida. 60 people a year are killed by lightning strikes. 90 people a year are killed by garage doors that close on them. You're laughing at that. That's not appropriate. No, this is true. We'll have 90 people a year. Now, for those of you math wizards, okay? Easton, think about this. Do the math on this, okay? He's my, my algebra trigonometry friend, okay? Do the math on this. 0.7. 60 and 90, divide by 365, multiply the calculus, carry it over from the point seven. <laughs> Think about this. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning while being pinned under a garage door <laughs> than you have of getting killed by a bear. My name is Gulliver. I sing Christmas song for you. Harold the Dark Angel sings Christmas songs is what he brings. Jingle bells and silent night Just to wet your appetite Joyful you can hear him sing Quarren says when a bell rings An angel gets his wing Hark angel sings Christmas songs is what he brings Thank you. That was Nephew Gulliver with a Christmas song. I'm not sure it was correct, but it was definitely a Christmas song. Here's something from Fred Passmore and John Lawhon from Sheaf Laughs Comedy. You can find that over at ChristianSkitScripts.com. What? What is that? Is that bells I hear? Oh, 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 oh. Could it be? It's 
It's ho, ho, ho. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I get out of breath kind of easy. Merry Christmas, son. Merry Christmas, Jeremiah. I was just taping my annual Yuletide show. Oh, I did it again, didn't I, Mr. Fred? Interrupted your broadcast. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, no problem. Uh, seeing you has made my holiday a little bit more cheerful. Well, you're a kind soul, Mr. Fred. I gotta say, you look the part. That suit fits you pretty good. Oh, you like my Santa suit? Yeah. I bought it from eBay real cheap. Really? The guy who used to own it is in prison for posing as a Salvation Army money collector. <laughs> Just hand me your trash can there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Lots of candy paper in there this time, I'm afraid. Well, how are you feeling after last week's bout with the leg spasms? Oh, doing okay today. Except for some stomach cramps here and there. Oh, my. A heat rash around my neck. Ouch. Some swelling in my ankles. Ooh. A light purple color on my kneecaps. Gosh. And for some reason, I seem to have an awful lot of earwax. Ugh. Apart from that, I'm doing okay. Well, I hope you've got a good story to share with us this week. I'm in the mood for one. Well, of course I got a good story for you. Perfect for Christmas. It seems the local post office received a letter addressed to God. Well, not knowing where to deliver it, they forwarded the letter to one of the nearby churches. The pastor read it at the church charity committee meeting, and he read, Dear God, I hate to bother you, but my family is having it tough this Christmas season. I lost my job recently. The rent is two months late. My wife is expected. My car broke down, and I'm not going to be able to get anything for the kids this Christmas. Please send me $1,000, and I won't bother you anymore. Well, when the pastor read the name of the person who signed the letter, one of the committee members spoke up and said, Hey, that guy lives right down the street from here. It would be a great witness to him if we could help him out. Well, the others agreed, but the charity fund was set aside for church members only. So they decided to pool their resources and give from their own pockets. And they came up with $500. Then they wrote a check from the church and sent it to him. Well, they never received thanks or heard any kind of acknowledgement from the guy until the next Christmas when they received another letter from the same fella. It read, Dear God, I hate to bother you again, but I lost the job I got after last Christmas. My car was wrecked, and it looks like another bleak Christmas for my family. Please send another $1,000 to help us out. Thanks again. P.S. Please send it directly to me this time. Last time you sent it through the church down the road and those crooks kept half of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no good deed goes unpunished, right? But you know, sometimes it happens. We give a gift to somebody only to have the recipient's feelings backfire on us. Maybe we don't get the thanks we think we should have gotten. But it all boils down to why we're giving in the first place. And remember... Christmas time is a time to remember the greatest gift of all, and that's Jesus. And that's why we give. Wow, a funny story with a thought we should all apply this time of the year and every day. Thanks for that, Jeremiah. Talk to you later, son, and have a Merry Christmas. This is reporter Wally W. Wigbacker live from downtown asking passersby how they deal with holiday stress. Uh, Excuse me, sir. How do you deal with a stressful time of year? Not very well, I see. Uh, 
Uh, sir, how do you deal with the stress of the holidays? Stress? Let me tell you about stress. I've got brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and in-laws and outlaws at my house right now. They all need gifts, and I'm just about out of my mind. <laughs> Man's a walking time bomb. Uh, sir, uh, Christmas can be stressful. How do you deal with How it? dare you ask me anything about Christmas? That pagan commercialized excuse for running up credit card bills and worshipping at the false altar of Santa Claus. Be gone, heathen! Oh. Well, trying to find some peace ah, can be stressful when you neglect the Prince of Beasts. I'm Wally W. Wigwacker, getting robbed by a wigged-out weirdo wielding a wicked walking stick. You gotta... Tonight, for the very first time on television, Santa Claus, Rudolph, Frosty, Charlie Brown, and the Little Drummer Boy combine forces to save Christmas from the evil plot of the Grinch, Ebenezer Scrooge, the Abominable Snowman, and Satan. Today, I blow Christmas off the calendar. Bring the family together and celebrate the holidays in an explosive fashion. Santa, he blew my shiny red nose off. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Santa Claus. Hasta la vista, Satan. Ho, ho. And Clint Eastwood as Ebenezer Scrooge. Bah, humbug. Punk. It's going to be a nuclear winner when the star-studded box office blockbuster comes to television for an in-your-face holiday treat. Violent Night. Coming up next on Fox. Ah. I was sitting in my office, waiting for a call. But nobody's going to call a P.I. on Christmas Eve. Name's Spam Shade. Private Eye. I was sitting in my office, just waiting for a call. When all of a sudden, to my surprise, I get a call. And then I answer the phone. Hello? Hey, hello, Nathan. This is uh, Keith. I hope it's a good time to call you. I'm afraid you've got the wrong number, sir. This is Spam Shade, Private Eye. I said. All right, that's nice to know. Uh, I got a question for you, a little bit of a problem, too. Well, spit it out, or I won't be able to help you. Well, the, the problem is that my retrobots were arguing with me about the, the song for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I, and I, I've been trying to teach them the lyrics. Um, could you help me out? Uh, maybe you could sing it and, and they'll understand. Uh, they, just, they just don't get it whenever they talk to me. Mister, I said, I've done many things in my line of work. I've swam through the sewers. I've dealt with a lot of crud. I've even packed heat in the dead of winter. But there's one thing I've never done and I've sworn never to do. I refuse to sing. I don't care if you pay me $102 million. I won't sing. Hey, let me put him on the phone. Ready? Here I, we go. I don't think you understand. Hello, Nathan. Keith it, it, says you know the song about Rudolph. I'm not Nathan. Well, 
personally, I think he isn't making any sense. Will you help us out? I, I would rather not. Will you help us out? All right. If it gets you off of my case, if it gets the line clear, I'll help you out. Off the red nose, reindeer. Rudolph was a four-hoot Had a very shiny nose. Who, incidentally, possessed a nasal appendage of Amaroon luster. And if you ever saw it? Consequently, if circumstances were to present themselves that he ever came into your view. You would even say it glows. You would most undoubtedly remark it to its luminary qualities. All of the other reindeer. The multitude of other members of the population in his ecological community. Used to laugh and call him names. Had previously teased, chuckled boisterously, and dubbed him unspeakable pseudonyms, the objective of which was to lower his self-esteem and make him miserable. They never let poor Rudolph... They also excluded him from participation in leisure activities consistent with their species. Join in any reindeer games. However, on the 24th of December in an unspecified year... Then one foggy Christmas Eve... A mythological... Supernatural Santa. being inherent to Western culture, Came who symbolizes the Christmas attitude and allegedly brings gifts to children, arrived through the super-saturated, humid air. He formally invited Rudolph, due to his extraordinary nasal characteristic. Rudolph, with your nose so bright! To stand at the forefront of his snow vehicle with the express purpose that he navigate through the nocturnal mist. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? At that point. The multitude of other members of the population in his and ecological community who had him. previously teased, chuckled boisterously, and, and dubbed him unspeakable pseudonyms, reversed their disposition toward Blaine. Rudolph to a more congenial, amicable relationship. They consequently exclaimed with great exaltation and fervor. Well, Rudolph, the antlered mammal with a maroon nasal appendage. You'll go down in history. You shall most certainly be recorded in the annals of time and your memory will be preserved for posterity. I still don't get it. That's the way Keith said it goes to thee. No. I think you humans are conspiring to ruin a beautiful story. All for the sake of meter and rhyme. I, that may be so, but... Uh, whatever. Here's Keith back. They, they don't get it. They don't get All it. Right. Uh, that's not, I think that helped. Um, that's not how it goes. We'll, we'll have no. to teach him a new song sometime. Uh, uh, but a thanks for talking song. to me. Thanks for the help, Nathan. All this right. is Spam Shade. Talk to you later. It, it, hello? 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 And so they hung up. This was an odd situation. And it's one I wasn't sure had a solution. So I decided to take a Christmas Eve nap. And that is not the end of the story. Because when I woke up, there was a message on my answering machine. And you won't believe who it was. Hello again, uh, Nathan. This is Keith. Uh, after our last phone call, my retrobots wanted to wish you a, a holiday greeting. And so well, I just polite. thought I'd call you back and uh, just let them uh, 
say what they want to say. Okay, let's uh, here's hear what Here's about say. David to uh, tell you. All right, here we go. Please accept with no obligation, implied or implicit, my best wishes for an environmentally conscious, socially responsible, low-stress, non-addictive, gender-neutral celebration of the winter solstice holiday practiced within the most enjoyable traditions of the religious persuasion or secular practices of your choice, with respect for the religious-slash-secular persuasions and-slash-show-our traditions of others, or their choice not to practice religious or secular traditions at all, plus, a fiscally successful, personally fulfilling, and medically uncomplicated recognition of the onset of the generally accepted calendar year but not without due respect for the calendars of choice of other cultures whose contributions to society have helped make America great, not to imply that America is necessarily greater than any other country or is the only America, in the Western Hemisphere, and without regard to race, creed, color, age, physical ability, religious faith, or choice of computer platform. Disclaimer. By accepting this reading, you are accepting these terms. This reading is subject to clarification or withdrawal. It is freely transferable with no alteration to the original reading. It implies no promise by the wisher to actually implement any of the wishes for her slash himself or others, and is void where prohibited by law, and is revocable at the sole discretion of the wisher. This wish is warranted to perform as expected within the usual application of good tidings for a period of one year, or until the issuance of a subsequent holiday reading, whichever comes first, and warranty is limited to replacement of this wish or issuance of a new wisher. The sole discretion of the wisher who assumes no responsibility for any unintended emotional stress these readings may bring to those not caught up in the holiday spirit. What? Wow, I I think what he meant to say was Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, bye for now. That guy sure is odd. And he's got some odder friends. Oh well, that's what I get for being open on Christmas Eve. Until next case, this is Spam Shade saying... Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. We have just intercepted a news article from the Elvin Associated Press and we must get this to you. This might explain why some of you had some lousy Christmas. Christmas update. Santa's new situation. Elvin Associated Press. Christmas comes but once a year, and this is one lousy year for the reindeer, all of them, from Blitzen to Franklin, and yes, there's a Franklin, to come down with the cold bug. And no North Pole jokes, folks. This is serious. I don't suppose you remember the last time Santa had to rely on other means of transportation? The copter incident in 79? Or the... Hey, God, who could forget it? Jet plane incident of 87? Well, this year, Santa is trading his sleigh and his 11 reindeer. And yes, I said 11. What idiot? Who was the crazy... Ah, who told you nine? Trading in his 11 reindeer for 500 horses. That's right, boys and girls. Santa's getting a semi. Sounds nice, you say? Oh, no. I leave you with the following poem. Then I'm running to stop it. T'was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse.
The stockings were hung by the chimney, but fell. When up on the roof there arose such a clatter, I rushed into the room, but what was the matter? The living room caved as he drove out of sight. Merry Christmas to all! Yeah, and I say, good night. Indy called Wellington, Santa's chief elf. And you guys need to get your info updated. Rudolph, shoot! He was killed by pesky deer hunters years ago! No, it's not. Yes, it is. Trust me, the end is definitely not near. Well, that's a relief. The end is here. What? Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.